Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life in the community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 148, we talk polls and trends, 2023 church life. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Church life. Church life. <laughs> got a sticker on the back of my car that says that. Oh, do you? Really? No, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, I do not. I yeah. do not have that. Does on it have a red circle car. with an X through it? Or yeah, yeah, no. It's a fish jumping out. Of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flying fish as they go down fish. 90 miles an hour on the highway. Yeah. How like, about some know. of those bumper stickers uh, that have come out over the years? Yeah. I'm just jumping off ship here, but yeah, yeah. you you are here. Like, <laughs> some of the, the ones I've seen Come all on. over the all over the years. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's amazing yeah. me how people put their spirituality see, on you, the back into you, their uh, back into their vehicles, but on the front end, they're letting you, you have actually, it. Did yeah. you actually put <laughs> bumper stickers on your car? Did you no, ever do that? No, no. number one rule you, against my no. father's wishes. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I still did. don't. I no. didn't do that. We, uh, but I say that. No, we did have a Chicago Cubs uh, because that's a once in a lifetime thing where they right. win the championship. So. We felt that warranted something. That, uh, that's on your car now, right? Even though it's uh-huh. a couple of years old? Yeah. I, I need to ask you about something. Yeah, sure. So you're telling me you don't put bumper stickers on there, but you got yeah. this crazy looking animal. Yes, I was just going to say that. That is a full bodied picture in the back window. Well, um, Why? I, my, my, my wife thought the kids would get a kick out of a sloth. It's a sloth. Okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like a Wookiee from uh, Star Wars, but it's a sloth. Yeah. And the paw is actually... Yeah, grab it. Yeah, at like you. he's waving at you. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. how you doing? I'm in the I'm in the passenger seat here. Do the kids still like that? Pull no. up to the high school parking lot. No, 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 no. They don't. They don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> but she she thinks it's hilarious. And uh, yeah, so we're going with. Mom. So we've got the slot. <laughs> I don't have to ride. I don't. I don't ride in the van too often. So you know, it's fine with me. But yeah. uh, you know, I saw a bumper sticker because I I sit in a line of cars. Um, oh, yes. every day. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a uh, a great bumper sticker, and all it said was. Be kind. We're all idiots. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh, that's no. everybody. That ought, that ought, yeah. that should come on the car automatically. <laughs> it's yeah, right? it's it's yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Be no. Kind. No We're stickers on our vehicles. No. My, father, my father would not stand for that. And yeah. And turn. I do not either. Yeah. Yep. If it is though, it's got to be one of those clear things that you can put on your window and pull Heal on off. off static clean kind yeah. of thing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But played safe. How about you? No, no, I I didn't do that. I didn't want. Um, now I will say I had like a radio sticker in the window of my car when I was like in high school. But oh yeah, I've not done any of that. But especially as you drive and you see people put them on like the paint of the vehicle, yeah, not yeah, just the yeah, bump. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. It's just like yep. Oh, it's just yep. kind of. I see some. I see somewhere like vehicle. the goal is to cover the whole back end of the car. Yes, I see oh, yeah. those too. And, there and are it, a bunch of those in Richmond. Yeah, yes, in my neighborhood, if you don't have stickers on the back, they know you're not from there. I mean, yeah. it's and it's all kinds of yeah. wild like sticker weird, stuff. Wild stuff. Yeah. What I can't get is the person who's so excited about their freedom of speech that they want to slap the bumper sticker on there. Can you just get a ruler out and do it straight for me? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? It, nothing irritates it me more than yeah. 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 First yeah. of all, you got the sticker on. Second of all, no. it's yeah. crooked as it can be. Yeah. yeah. No. And then you can't straighten it out. Yeah. No. Once no. it's on there, I mean, it's like getting a tattoo, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you want to make sure. Yeah. Make sure it's what you want to say. Yeah. And that it's on there right. Yeah. yeah. So, I actually was driving to work the other day, and I took the interstate route. This guy's coming up, and he's driving a, an older suburban, and uh, well put together. And some of the stickers on the back of the car just did not appear to be the guy driving the vehicle. Yeah. So uh-huh. I actually started thinking to myself, don't you think I'd get some stickers to cover up the sticker that yeah. maybe I don't fit me or maybe it does fit him. I'm just stereotyping in my right. mind. Yeah, but yeah, it, right. the question right. came to mind in my own head. Right. Would you put a sticker over top of the sticker? And then I'd have to find the right size sticker. Yeah. So it's a mess. Just It'd don't put it on work. the car, people. Yeah. I don't know if I would buy that car, you know. <laughs> Had the yeah, does that affect the price? Like, yeah. I love the car. Yeah. This is a true Seinfeld episode. Yeah. <laughs> this this is a show. Yeah. This is a show. About nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld. Uh, I thought about that in a while, man. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Nowadays, yeah. I guess you can, there's stickers they make for, and please let me know uh, what kind of stickers you do use, because I know people are out there. But back in the day, you slapped a sticker on an old metal bumper or car like when you went to take it off only half came off it stuck oh, yeah. to it there was yeah. nowadays maybe the the adhesive is different and can come on and off i i, I won't know i would hope i would hope and, no. well, and you got magnets now yes you do have magnets that's true and that's a fun yeah. thing go through a car wash and look at all of them on the wall where they've fallen off oh yeah, <laughs> get what oh, you really? i hadn't thought about that oh yeah they yeah, come really? right off there's walls of car washes that whatever magnet you want get one and put it on your car <laughs> drive away really yeah I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess I haven't been in a car wash in a long time, but yeah. 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 You, you don't wash, you, you keep a clean car. We're going to keep Brian I out do. of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I haven't been in a car wash in a long time. No. No. It's nature's been. car wash. And that's right. That's right. Yeah. No. I keep my car in the garage too, so oh, it stays yeah. a little bit cleaner, hopefully. But That's um, true. But yeah. Well, and I'll take it to the shop. I mean, oh, they, clean change, and they clean it for you and stuff, so it's good. Wow. But it does make a difference you keep in the garage. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, does make a difference. And, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm I'm one of those people too that like if you have a garage, it's for your cars. Bingo. Mm. Yes. <laughs> that again was not the case with my father. Yeah. <laughs> gar- he did not open the big garage door in the front. Yeah. And when you got it, when you left the the door that connected to the kitchen to go into the garage, you had like it was like a two by four aisle that would go through yeah, whatever he yeah. had going on or whatever he, he picked. He was a great connoisseur of other people's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, and yeah. um, that was his thing. And man, he could, it was no, that was not a, it. Yeah. No, no car. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, it was so crowded. We parked our third car up on our side yard. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we out used the driveway, moved it over to the <laughs> car, the side. No, those are no. the things you love about your parents. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to hear my kid's story about me. Talking yep. about you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, All right, good, well, man. Let's All dive right. in here yes, because 20, 23 is here and yep, uh, yep. a lot of conversation going on out. You know, every year you try to think about what's coming up and what's going to happen or where are we going? Obviously, we know that culture has changed, and uh, we're doing a lot of things very differently, proving we can do them differently. So how does that affect uh, the local church and the community in which we gather together and, and have for a long time? Uh, what does that look like going forward? And so our conversation today, uh, we'll take some information out of the Barna Group. We'll also take some information out of uh, the Carrie Newhoff Group, who's kind of published some things about some trends of 2023, potential happenings that could happen. But I think... Whether they do or not, they're still very good talking points and to be aware of those things. So one of the 
recent polls. Um, One of the recent polls that kind of came out was what if you're talking about church staffing or, or your, your church in general, what kind of what are you going to set as a priority? Are you going to address the decline of the boomer church? Are you going to explore openness of the Gen Z uh, spiritual uh, search? Are you going to further integrate your digital and in-person? Are you going to curate content rather than just create it? And are you working on solving the volunteer crisis? All five, I'm trying to think, you know, how would we answer that question where we're at? Because I think they're all very, very uh, legitimate to where we are. So let's just kind of dive into, we can kind of hit each of each of those and, and kind of talk through them and move along. So what's on your mind? I'm leading the polling conversation here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Well, well, let me start. I'm looking at you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll start. Uh, I, 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 do. I have opinions, but I'm gonna wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think two of the keys on here that I think really are focusable uh, is. I mean, I'm really intrigued about the curating the content rather than just creating all of it. Uh, because I think, uh, Brad, even a, you know, as a pastor or a communicator, that, that will change down the line in how people absorb content and how much content they can get. So no longer what we've known is no longer, and we talked about this a couple of years ago, that what hurts, uh, hurts some folks, especially if it was ego-centered, was uh, you're not the main voice anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. People could go online and get anything they want, and that's yeah. that's ultra thing. But so the the curating of the content and how you do that that to me that's not going online and just stealing people's stuff. It's it, it's still being spoken to and sharing with the team uh, that information. So I, I'm voting for that. And Brian, you want to chime in? Well, no, just what um, can we say? What we what what is meant by that statement? Curating content instead of just creating all of it. Uh, curating would be, um, you have a, you, you're speaking into a certain topic and there's so many, there, there, there's voices out there and other information out there. So you're drawing that in, um, to be relevant in that and curating, uh, can be, you're working with a team of people to build that message or that communication. Or if you don't have that team, then, uh, you're using other voices to come in and speak into that other individual voices, to come and speak into that conversation. So you're figuring out how to take it and present it uh, across the board. Yeah. Close enough? Yeah, I think curating it would be to take other other pieces and bring them into a single piece. Yeah. Um, And not necessarily you've been the creative in it. You're just simply reaching out, taking good pieces, creating something uh, or putting together something that in order to present that Mm. Mm -hmm. is um, work of others. Of course, you're giving credit on that. And obviously there's, there's a lot of material out there, a lot going on um, as well. But I think too, it's, uh, you know, we talked just briefly about the, uh, I think sometimes just that that curate and create conversation is not just about the material you teach, but it's about organizational dynamics and culture and all these. I think it, there's there's a it's a bigger conversation. I mean, it, yes, it does deal with what you're teaching and what you're presenting that kind of thing. But <clears throat> but I think also there's um, how you how you build culture and develop culture and how you create bring the best of others into your organization and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, and I get, and that's not done only through the pulpit. It's mm-hmm. also done through your marketing, your branding, your social media, your communications mm-hmm. piece. Sure, which is you can you're you're adding to the conversation by I don't want to use the word supplementing, but providing reliable resourcing. 
mm-hmm. to create yeah. a thinking process for others that are involved. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's, I think that one's maybe new for. Yeah. And I think, too, and I think on that, that conversation too, is I don't think there's anything wrong with curating material. Um, I think that's, you know, being good stewards of what's available out there. But I think, I think, I think we all should be creating something. And so mm. I think um, there is a mandate to create and there is a mandate to make. So if we are in the process of creating, then we're in the process of listening and growing and flourishing. And so I think it is part of part of speaking out of how you're growing and learning and maturing that you're able to create. So um I think you've got to have both. Um, I don't think it's necessarily one or the other in the organization as, as I've thought more about it. I think it's, you need both mm-hmm. yeah. to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the other one that jumped out, these are kind of like falling together. And I think the other three kind of fall with that. So my other one would be the exploring of the openness of the Gen Z to spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that falls in line, that, that, that falls in line of, the volunteer it falls in line with the change of the boomer church to uh, where we are. Uh, it's interesting that if you look at the um, data that uh, has been put out there, uh, and the Barna Group uh, sourced this in 2022, uh, the fall of 2022, that the rising spiritual hunger, uh, the uh, it goes. Um, Gen Z, you know, is, is more open to God today than they were before the pandemic. Then you have millennials and Gen X, uh, and the boomers are, are at the lower end of that spectrum. So there is a, a rise in Gen Z spiritually. Uh, there's an interest, there's a desire for a conversation, uh, but it looks totally different than what we've seen, how we gather and meet and where they find their interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before. So the spiritual journey of the, of the Gen Z is on the rise. Uh, which sometimes can feel like, is it really? Yeah. But where are we and where are they in space and place and observing and seeing that? So I think, I think that's one that we can have hope in, uh, because the gospel is being desired, but we can also have to have challenge and thinking in because how we provide that learning environment, right place of gathering, I think will look different too. Yeah. I think there's great opportunity. It's, it seems like, um, it's there's less of the conversation now of having to prove that there is something more, you know, that, that, uh, even there is a God, I mean, you, you will always have mm-hmm. those conversations, but that doesn't seem to be the conversation that's being had right now. Uh, and, and so you have people that are now they may not believe in the God of the Bible or, yeah. you know, those sorts of things, but they're willing to believe, Oh wait, there's something bigger happening here. Uh, and I want to be a part, um, even if I'm not quite sure <laughs> what that looks like. Well, and I think there's greater—I mean, there's greater potential and hope in that Gen Z um, demographic because Spring Springtide did a, did a, did a study uh, recently. I mean, it had 10,000 people. It's a huge sample of people, and and that's 13 to 25, and kind of a 22. So it was a state of religion for them. But what was interesting in that was that there were large majorities, uh, 68% of those, considered themselves religious. 77% considered themselves to be spiritual. And what was interesting in that was that in the pandemic, 30% of that group said they they felt faith became stronger 
during that period of of uncertainty and, mm. and, and and COVID and everything else, only a small portion said it became weaker and said that well they just kind of lost it altogether. Um, so I think that's interesting that there is a fair number of people that consider themselves religious or spiritual. To, mm. to say to your you know, not necessarily are they believing in Christ or, yeah. or are they they Jesus followers, but it's interesting too. Springtime their study. Um, some of the aspects of flourishing that were talked about, um, those that consider themselves religious or those that consider themselves spiritual saw greater improvement in everyday life. They experienced greater flourishing than those that indicated that they were not. Mm, and so yeah. they saw increases in their mental health and their physical health and, and their relational health and these kind of things. So um, I, I, I look at that as where sometimes you hear the conversation bemoaning the future and the future generations, I think there's a lot of potential, a lot of hope um, in the generations that are to come. So more so than, than I've have in the past. So you wonder like how, how will the church help people in our community explore these things, you know, instead of saying, well, if you're exploring, then, go explore somewhere else. We're for the people that have pretty much decided this. You know what I mean? But, you, uh, but how do you help? How do you, how do you be a part of that conversation? Well, think this yeah. is this, this generation that we're referring to is highly relational. Yeah. Yeah. They value relationship almost more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there is this high degree of relationship. So as we talk about faith and we talk about community and we talk, I think part of this, how do you demonstrate that? How do you yeah. live that out? Yeah. Um, and, and recognize that there is a hunger. There's a, yeah. there's a reaching out for that connection um, as well. So I think that's obviously a very, a huge common point for us rather than looking at people as being different Engage in the relationship yeah. with them. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's part, too simplistic. No, I don't that, know. <clears throat> I, get, I, I, like, I get excited about that part. Like just what these trends and what's happening here. Yeah. I think there's, man, it's. Yeah, they're considered the most unchurched generation. Yeah. Based on the, the, the data and report. And, but yet they're the most open generation yeah. of spirituality. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is a complete. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Opposites of what's going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is that teaching us about? It goes back to the curating and the content creating. How are we getting that in front of them? How we you know mm-hmm. what's the tool of that? But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are um, a lot of deconstruction going on in them too. They're taking yeah. what was the standard traditional view of how you grow spiritually, and they're deconstructing that. Uh, we've talked about deconstruction yeah. in a previous podcast, and yeah. it's not a bad thing. But fifty six percent of Gen Z who are looking walking the spiritual journey are deconstructing their their faith as a, as a student. Mm, yeah. Uh, so but have they not to some degree deconstructed life or other aspects of life? Yes. Yes. So is it not, that's not, maybe that's that normal a, to them. Deconstruction that's a common practice as we look to remove those things that mm-hmm. we don't consider essential in order to flourish. Mm. And prioritize. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they are deconstructing majority of their, Experiences, so I, I think those are. And when I look at that, those are my top two. How about where do you guys fall in? You think? Um, I think that. I mean, I, I go back to the curating and the creating. That's a big thing. I think that's a a piece to watch. But I also think about you know as they talk about solving the volunteer crisis. Um, I can't, you know, you hear, keep hearing that bemoaned and even in community and different places, but I. 
I think you're finding that people are returning to a place of wanting to give and wanting to do, but they're uncertain how to do that. <clears throat> you know, they're, yeah. they haven't, they've been out of connection for a while or they've been away or um, they've been old up in their house or, or life in a sense. But I look at, you know, it's like, you know, we've talked about this, the invitation, you know, I'm, you know, people, people are waiting for an invitation. I mean, they don't just show up at your party. You invite them to your party. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> you create an opportunity. You got to invite people, got to express uh, the opportunity. And I mean, I think about just things that we're doing around here and in recent yeah. um and and just like with with like night to shine, I mean, as an example, that's a that's not just us. I mean, that's another church and lots of people and people beyond yeah. us, but people that like hear about it. And oh, can I be a part? Can I? Do? You know, it's like it's. Yep. I mean, there there are a lot of people yeah. that are going to be making yeah. that night happen, and it's it's kind of like there's the invitation out there to to do that. Yeah, and it's like if people receive the invitation, oftentimes they respond. You know, yeah. in, a, in a good way, especially if it's relational and personal. Yeah, and a compelling, talking about, a compelling <clears throat> invitation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I wonder if people just aren't more selective. In, yeah, uh, yeah. In in what they're uh, giving themselves to. Right. Uh, I think they are more coming out of the po- pandemic. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think millennials and Gen Zs are more having. I have two sons now that are in those categories, mm-hmm. uh, and having watched them growing up and the decisions they made, where you know. I made decisions just got to be in everything because that's what you did. That was church life or whatever. Yeah. But watching them choose what fit them mm-hmm. and what they yeah. wanted to be a part of. And as a parent, when they were growing up, not to think, what's wrong? You don't do all this. You're just not into spiritual things. No, it's <laughs> yeah. they They were choosing. I want to be a part of this and because and, that's the vision I believe in. or That yeah. gives me a greater why. And it doesn't yeah. have to be eight of them. It you can yeah. just be one or two and be OK with that. I I, I do like this goes long bread with with. I agree with you, but uh, in the trend report, uh, Carrie Newhoff writes, the volunteer crisis is a vision crisis. Mm. And by vision, mm-hmm. I think like invitation, the vision that uh, recaptures the biblical sense that volunteering is more about the growth of the individual than the needs of the church. Mm-hmm. And that is what's going to help it. So the invitation goes back to not say, well, uh, when you come be a part of this and you only got to do it three hours a week and you're here on this day and do this to, you know what, you're gifted in this. And we're trying to solve the crisis of, of, of people who are hurting through the gospel. Would you bring your gift to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it changes the whole thing. And as a, you know, you're right. It's one thing as a staff that we're trying to work on is this whole piece of invitation with Lynn, which leads to the vision. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very comfortable sitting where I'm sitting um, until you ask me. You know, you can yeah. broadcast all you want, but mm-hmm. until my buddy comes up and says, hey, man, can you come help me out this weekend? I'm doing this, and I've got six yeah. other people helping. We're going to go paint this and take care of this, and would you mind doing it? Man, I'll jump in. Absolutely. But if you, <laughs> but if you do it, yeah. like an all call or just send me a text, I'm like, I'm going to just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe. Yeah, unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do. I yeah. think it, I think there is just that personal, um, and it's highly relational and it's people are waiting to be asked. And a lot of times people don't know the opportunity exists. Yeah. Um, until they're invited to be a part of that. And, yeah. So I think sometimes we 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 get in a mindset where we slam people for not volunteering, mm. but I don't think that we've extended them the courtesy of the invitation. The compelling piece 
and and taking the time to invite them um, in a, in a way that speaks to where they are, mm-hmm. and then they jump in. Yeah. You know? Yep. And sometimes it's timing. You know, I thought about this just recently. I, um, I had this conversation with somebody that was like, "Hey, man, just let me, you know, any, you know, anytime, you know, I'm happy to help. Come, let me know." And um, and and what was funny is I was sharing that with somebody else. And I said, "Man, I talked to that guy six months ago, and he hadn't even said done anything." And I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's just doing that because you're the pastor. I said, no, no. I said, he's in a different place right now than he was six months ago. So I think sometimes a no six months ago can be a yes six months later. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just being, understanding where people are, you know? But um, but I think sometimes it is, it's more of a vision crisis than it is a volunteer crisis. So I'll, I'll go with his terminology on that. I think it's a good uh, a good, a good perception. Yeah. And then the decline of the boomer church, man, I'm not going to waste my time there. <laughs> it's happening. Number one, we're dying because uh, I'm I'm the tail end of the boomer. You so are so I'm, the boomer. I'm, so I should I'm, say I'm the, the youngest. I'm the youngest boomer. It's seven, I'm the oldest seven man in the room, but I'm the youngest boomer in the generation. So. Seventy-seven to fifty-nine yeah. is that category right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they have labored well, and absolutely, hard and long, absolutely. Yeah. But there absolutely. is reality to it. That yeah. I, I think the reality to it affects two or three of these other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Particularly yeah, the sure. volunteer and, yeah, and sure. uh, you know so. Yeah, uh, like all the rest of the good boomers, uh, set aside some gifting for Brian. I would, you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes that conversation turns into more of that's the conversation that you start seeing the reality of that of a of a boomer church, and then you wonder why people don't come and do and be the way you are. And then you bemoan culture, society, and you talk down generations that are behind you rather than getting to know those generations and getting to know. It's like it's, it's all of a sudden you're, you're corralling the wagons and you don't even realize that you're doing that. Yeah. Um, you're shutting it down without realizing that you're doing that, um, without asking good questions, without creating relationships. You know, it's, there's, I think part of that is, um, there are plenty of people that have to address that question as churches, you know, yeah. in the days ahead. But yeah. Yeah. You got you got plenty of time left though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, you hang not, on to that seat. Yeah, plenty of life. Plenty of life. Left. No, I'm just like uh, at least I'm on the tail you're end of that a, group. You know, yeah. I'm not. You're such a mentor, oldest, model oldest, to Brian oldest, and I, yeah. oldest man. You know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. yeah. That's no. the fun part, man. Any, fun any one part. of those surprise yeah. you? Uh, no. You got a passion for one of the yeah, other? Yeah, no. I, like I said, I, I get excited about the the generations and their their openness and curiosity. Um, I think there's a lot that God can work and move in, in, in those spaces. Uh, mm-hmm. If we're willing to put ourselves out there in, in some ways that um, may make us feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but would make, it would be a great act of hospitality to somebody who's really seeking. Yeah. Um, and that's the hard part. Sometimes hospitality, um, it, it's uncomfortable on my end, but it's, it's hospitality to the other person. Um and uh, am I willing to do that uh, for the good, for the interest of the other? You know, we're talking yesterday about uh, pro, uh, Philippians 2 and um, looking out for the interest of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get excited. Yeah, I get excited. I think I, I love those conversations um, and I love engaging in in that. And um, yeah, there's there's great uh, great things that are happening already and, and that can continue to happen in those spaces. So, yeah. yeah. And it is a challenging time just in terms of thinking about it because it was, I, I, the, the 
uncomfortable part of it is the method because yeah. the method has been for so long. Yeah. I think the desire is for, I'd like to say for most believers, is the de- desire that the gospel is not the uncomfortable. You de- you have the desire to share it, but it's the method in which it goes. Yeah. And so now we're in this transitional period of what that what that is, because we have multiple generations working and transitioning and different things. We need to celebrate each one well for who they are. Yeah. But we are going to have to embrace reality yeah. of where, where that, it, you know. Yeah where the spiritual hunger lies and how do you embrace that? Yeah. And I will say it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard to think about it this. Is. It's yeah. hard yeah. to get outside of yourself or your, or your tradition or your method or just your regular rhythm. Yeah. Uh, and think like the next generation thinks. Yeah. So I had a conversation with uh, one of our younger staffers yesterday and he did met a good, he made a good statement and how he presented it. He said, do you know my generation? And I was like, that's good. You know, because I need to think from the terms of mm. your generation. Yeah. And I, I, I can see that. Thanks yeah. for saying it that way. So it's, it is shaving and carving off yeah, bits yeah, and yeah. pieces so we can, mm-hmm. yeah. but it, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you, I mean, you think about Jesus. I mean, he fully connected with his father. He planted himself in these, in these surroundings and in these conversations and in, in these relationships and then invited them in like, oh, so you've turned your back on your own people and you're selling them out and uh, taking extra money for yourself. Oh, yeah. Come, come, come on over. Or let me have a party at your house, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. or, uh, hey, you think that the only way the kingdom of God comes is by physically killing the Romans and running them out. Well, why don't you come be a part of it? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So. It's uh, good information. If you're interested in looking at, uh, you can always uh, check the Barna Group out. You can; um, they have great stats and information out there. And uh, Brad, you mentioned a survey as well. Uh, what was the name of that one? Uh, spring. Not uh, you asked me. I don't have to go back and uh, flick. Uh, Springtide. I was going to say Springfield, but Springtide. Springtide. Uh, springtide. springtide is uh, the one. But that's in 22 kind of spiritual health, but it's uh, 10,000 in the sample. So pretty significant um, sample. In yeah, that. No, it's so, good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's just so, a nice name too. Yeah. Springtime. Spring <laughs> you feel, you, you feel that's coming in March, isn't it? Springtime. <laughs> you feel good yeah, about the disruptive Christianity that's taking place. Yeah. <laughs> Springtime. Springtime. Yeah. Uh, so, well, good. It's good information. It's a great conversation. I encourage, uh, keep having those conversations with people. Look at the generations that are around you. Seek the wisdom and insight from those that are of the booming generation uh, and and the gifting that uh, they have brought in sharing yeah. the gospel with people and how they did it. And ask questions to the millennials and the Gen Zs. I mean, you know, what are your what what what's going on in their thinking? Why are they searching? What what's their greatest need of searching? Yeah, uh, yeah. For those of us who sit in the middle, well, we're the smallest generation and don't have much. Yeah. <laughs> so keep quiet. Keep quiet. Yeah. Just... All questions go to Brad. No, That's no, right. no, no, no. We're the middle child. We're the middle child. child. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Reimagined Podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Overcast. Check us out on the reimaginedcast.com website. So for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagined Podcast.